The following is a paid presentation. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the staff and management of Shiawassee Radio. This is your cell. This is your bunk. This is The Jail Visit on Shiawassee Radio, live from the Cofield Oil and Propane Studios. Here's attorney Bill Amadeo. I am Bill Amadeo from... the firms McMass Namadeo and Grable and Associates and I think it's still the six I don't even know what's going on guys I've been told I need to do more live content and I am absolutely exhausted I'm sure I look like hell today but um we'll talk about the presidential election what I see happening with the Republican Party really I'll tell you a weird trip back home a little bit about Lucky Boy's confusion, and we're going to open a pack. It's actually one card of 2023 Tops Archives. In this one, you get a retired player. <coughs> and if you get like certain retired players, it'll be a buyback. So that's good. I got the uh, good wins for Matt. I'll leave that open till tomorrow. But let's let's start it off with lack of intellect. Let's see what happens in this box. Excited. These particular boxes are, I don't know, 60, 70 bucks, something like that. You're looking for one card in here. It's an auto. And the company will buy back the auto to get a good one. There's so much new stuff in the hobby right now. I like the older stuff. The thing that's retro about this is, you know, it's a retired player. Alright, so... Got a Tommy John. 1989 tops. 56 of 99. Good ball player. Not a great hit for this box. Put that in with our chaotic side business and take it from there. Alright, let's talk about this presidential election. And I'll address Attorney General rumors that have come up lately. I think I have more cases against the AG than anybody in the state right now. <clears throat> and there have been some people in the Republican Party that have approached me about running for Attorney General. <sighs> Rumor is, with Attorney General Nestle term limiting out, there's going to be a free-for-all about who becomes the Attorney General. Um, I certainly know the Dems wouldn't want me. The Republicans seem to. I don't think I want to run for Attorney General. Let's just be clear about that. But, you know, it would be like a no-nonsense Trump-like campaign. Because, I mean, I don't give a shit if I win or lose. And I think you guys know I'll say anything on camera because, you know, the mood hit me. Um, I don't care what people would find out about me. I mean, I think my life's sort of an open book in some regards, and you'll dig up things from my Atlantic City time period, and you'll see I have a perfectly, a perfect criminal record, so go to hell on that. But I'm sure, I mean, what they don't know to lie about, not just both parties in my opinion, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm a political candidate. I know I help political candidates, but I don't know if I'd actually be one. I think I'd be a good attorney general, but I don't know if that's something I really want to do. Um, I do know there's people like Mark Green and Doug Lloyd who would be amazing at that job. And I'm getting to the point of life, and I know my peeps in Shiawassee don't necessarily agree with this, and I made some new friends in Lenaway that may count me on this one. Dave Ames, I don't know if you're watching, but I'd like to get your insight on this. But with that being stated... I don't think you can just vote for the party line. I think you have to vote for the candidate. And I see Democrats stick with Democrats no matter what, and vice versa, Republicans stick with Republicans. I mean, the whole point of the political half circle is that they're supposed to be somewhere in the middle, in my opinion. And um, my views are my views. They don't go to one side or the other. They just kind of fluctuate what I think is right. <clears throat> and especially with a position like prosecutor or AG, I don't think party line means anything. I mean, I know Dana Nessel beat the Perno, and 
the Perno, in my opinion, did not run a great campaign. But um, I, I think it's opened. I think it's going to be a wide open race. I do think the Republicans can easily win the Attorney General seat. I know there's been some rumors about Eli Savitt running from the Dems and people would like to pit me against him and I, I don't I think my trial experience speaks for itself I also think my mouth speaks for itself my mouth doesn't shut the hell up so I can imagine it'd be some mudslinging in that campaign but uh we'll see what happens but right now it's not on the radar even though some people want it on the radar let's talk about the presidential election people are really really into this as they should be Who's going to be leader of the free world? How do we play that out? And <clears throat> this is a situation where party lines come so far into play. And I don't think there's any doubt. If Joe Biden runs again, he'll win the Democratic primary. Um, him and ha uh, Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris, will be a team. I don't think Biden has done a great job. And I do know a lot of people vote for Biden just not to vote for a Republican or waste what they deem wasting their vote on a third-party candidate. But I think what's really going to be interesting in this election is going to be who the Republicans actually boost up. So I want to talk about some of these people briefly. I don't want to bore you too much. And just tell you my views on what may or may not happen. Take it for what you will. I know some of you guys adore my opinions and some of you hate my opinions. Some of you put passive-aggressive posts on Facebook about me. Um, you know, so I'm just going to let it rip. I'll be real about stuff. And I think without question, the frontrunner is still Donald Trump. I know people will say with all the stuff going on, Trump won't run. I'm not sure if he can run based on the legal ramifications. I don't know what's going to come down the pike. But, you know, I know Trump, <clears throat> and this is well-documented from the Atlantic City time frame. Trump told me to go to law school. Trump took an interest in me. Um, Trump's legal team has reached out to me before. I don't hate Donald Trump. I don't agree with some of the things he's done. I think he's really over the top. But I'm telling you on a personal level, meeting him and meeting Hillary, and I did meet both in personal-type settings, Trump tells you more, he's more in tune with what you want to hear. Will he be a good leader of the free world? I mean, that's up for you guys to decide, but I do think he's going to attempt to run again. And I see a lot of Republicans turning against him, which I kind of find interesting. It's a whole divide and conquer thing. The Democratic Party seems more unified than the Republican Party right now. And personally, I don't give a shit about either party. So, take me for what you will. I mean, I'm a registered independent. I'm going to vote for who I like. Um, I think Trump would be the frontrunner of the Republicans, despite all the drama. I just don't see him not taking a shot at it. A lot of people are <coughs> into Governor DeSantis. I'm going to tell you, he's falling back of late. And I don't think he really has that magic to get to the top you know one of the reasons i think that joe biden made it to the top is because people were still in love with president obama whether you liked president obama or hated president obama the man knew how to run a campaign and, and i will say i don't think the republicans fought hard enough during those elections um you don't win a war by punching somebody in the arm and again i don't care who you voted for I'm just telling you, I don't think anybody could have beat it President could have defeated President Obama during his first term. Second term, I think there was some vulnerabilities that the Republicans didn't exploit. If you're going to be in a war with someone, I mean, Trump is a much better pick than DeSantis. You may think DeSantis is more of a seasoned politician, but nothing about him really. It's not a sexy pick, in my opinion. I do think he'll take a shot in the primary, but I don't. I don't see it happening. Um, Ramaswamy, I probably said his name on Vivek, Vivek, whatever. He's the businessman. Now, this guy's only 37 years old. This is a playbook out of Donald Trump's book. The non-politician type 
who could self-finance a campaign. Don't know enough about him. Interesting guy. I don't think he could bring the middle-of-the-road voter in. And, you know, guys, elections are like the drafts in the NFL. Let me explain what I mean by that. If you're a good GM, you should hit on your first and second round picks. Right? You just should. You put multi-millions of dollars into scouting and you study and you grind away. You should know who the best college players are to translate into your program. Doesn't always work out, obviously. But you build your team in the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round. For somebody to beat an incumbent, they need to win over the middle of the road voter. The guy and the girl that are not going to just vote party lines, the person who may not care to go vote, but they were intrigued by a candidate, that's how you're going to win this thing. And say what you will about Trump, he can get that person out. I don't know about Vivek. Mike Pence, very traditional Republican candidate, the former VP. Um... (coughs) If you are a strong right-winger, you'll support Pence. If you're not, you won't. I don't think Pence, at this point, could beat a Biden-Harris team, in my opinion. And by the way, things could change tomorrow. But as of right now, as of August 27th of 2023, I just don't see Pence being that candidate. Somebody who's really intriguing is Nikki Haley. She was the governor of South Carolina. Um, the female presence, and I think the Republicans tried to do that with Tudor Dixon in Michigan to combat Gretchen Whitmer. Nikki Haley has something interesting about her. Um, Southern votes will come in for her. One thing about her, though, is she's made a name for herself in one of the ways she made a name for herself, by bashing Trump. So if you're thinking like a Trump-Haley combination... You know, the opposing side would definitely come at you with some of the things that have been said. They'd be party admissions. Last one I'll talk about today is Chris Christie. Tim Scott gets some love, too, in South Carolina. He's kind of an outsider. Um, Chris Christie has been someone who's been on the radar for both the Republicans and the Democrats for years. As somebody who grew up in Jersey, as somebody who knows Christie politics... I would really question our country's mental stability to put Chris Christie on top of a ticket. I don't think he's as good as people say. I've had some issues with members of his family. I find him to be a really interesting character, but I don't know. Really turned me off is when he um, made it out to Dallas to watch football games with Jerry Jones, because I mean, I know how much work I'm doing right now. I couldn't go out to Dallas to watch a football game. Even if you could afford it financially, I mean, that's not the issue. The issue is workload. And I don't think somebody who was the leader of the state should be traveling like that to go watch games. I just don't. I I had tickets to the Super Bowl. I didn't go. So working on trial work. We gotta prioritize, guys, and we need more from our politicians. Christy really turned me off with that. Not to mention Bridgegate and so many things in Jersey we could talk about. I hope he's not a choice we have to make. When you make this choice, most important election in the world, right? Presidential election. If you think Biden and Harris are doing a good job, go vote for Biden and Harris. If you think change is needed, then maybe consider a Republican candidate. But don't just go one way or the other because of the party line. I mean, it's a really interesting time in our country. And there's clear flaws with both sides of the political half circle. And again, I don't care. I'm not going to say I'm a Democrat to appease people in Washington. I'm not going to tell my friends in Shai Washington a Republican to appease them. I try to call it down the middle. Maybe that is kind of a hypocrite considering we're talking politics right now, but I... I have no idea who I'm voting for right now. I will say this, I am not thrilled with the current administration. I think there's been a lot of things that have been misled. Um, 
I don't see people in a better financial situation than they were when President Biden and Vice President Harris took over. And I think those of us that are making good money, we're going to make it regardless of who was in office. But what I want to see from a candidate is someone who's going to help that poorer person rise to the middle class. So he's going to help that middle class person rise to the upper middle class. I mean, say what you want. I know not everything's about money, but we need strong economics in the White House. We need people to be doing better financially to put more money into the stream of commerce. That's the whole point of the commerce clause, right? And um, when I look at gas prices, I look at where tax rates are, I look at the unemployment, and I'm looking at how people can't get employees. My God. Drive through Washington. Fast food places are desperate to hire people. I think we need to motivate people to want to work. And I don't like the entitlement that I'm entitled to this and I'm entitled to that. Listen, my mother was on welfare when I was a kid. We grew up dirt poor. We grew up in a row home on Willow Avenue in Ducktown. Let me be real clear about that shit for anybody that wants to talk finances with me. We grew up poor, and I do not believe in cutting off economics to those in need. Take more of my money to help the poor. I got no problem with that. What I have a problem with is when people want to remain on the system forever. We have to help people become self-sufficient. We have to watch where welfare is going. I want to help those in need, but I also want them to help themselves to the point where they're going to get welfare or they're going to get financial assistance for X amount of time, but then we're going to create a situation where they can improve their economic position. If we don't do that, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. At the end of the day, I know people forget about this. Republicans, Dems, we're supposed to be on the same team, whether you're a right-winger or a left-winger. And I think the far right-wingers are a terrifying group. I think the far left-wingers... What's up, Joe? The far left-wingers are an annoying group. You know? Not everybody is a true victim of a CSC just because of the Me Too movement. We gotta look at the evidence, right? We don't prosecute people just to get elected. Right, guys? I also don't feel everybody deserves a tax break because they came from wealth. You have to understand, and I'm somebody who has moved up in socioeconomics, so I get this. That wall, those with money do not want to invite new people into the club. Let's be clear about it. That's why there are caste systems. And while America is the greatest country in the world, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, we still have indicators of caste systems where the top 5% of the country does not want other people breaking into their glass ceiling or breaking through that glass, however you want to phrase it. And I love the idea of a politician that wants to help bridge those gaps. I gotta tell you, I've been poor, and then I've had money. And in neither situation did the government really help me. Um sign a financial aid form and try to find a job. Cool. You know, I wasn't given jobs from big time firms. There have been offers obviously the last few years, but I, I don't know. I do believe this is survival of the fittest, so I'm not looking for the government to give me a handout. But I am looking for the government to help those that need that handout, but to do it in a fair way. We have to help people advance their economic and educational situation. If we don't do that, we just run around in a circle chasing our tail. And I would hope the leader of the free world would care about that. With what's going on with the economy, how could you possibly like what President Biden and Vice President Harris are doing? I, I don't see it. Does not mean I'm going to vote Republican. I'm going to see what happens before we get to the polls, but people that were poor before the election in my opinion, are in a worse situation now. 
people that are wealthy are not affected. Somewhere along the way, they have to meet in the middle. And that's my view on it. Take it for what you will. I do think Trump is the leader to be the Republican candidate. Now, some people will be thrilled about that. People will hate that idea. But I'm going to tell you, no matter what he's got going on, he still will run. He still will make a move. For better or for worse, guys. So, that's my two cents on that. The Jail Visit with attorney Bill Amadeo from McManus and Amadeo. Connect with McManus and Amadeo at McManusAmadeo.com or call 800-392-7311. This is The Jail Visit on Shiawassee Radio. We're talking about Shiawassee a little bit right now. And I feel things are different right now. Let me tell you guys... When I started working, taking cases in Shiawassee, there was such a community type of feel. I've never been in a more professional court in my life. People, it was welcoming, and the court has always been great. Judge Stewart has taught me so much. I think Matthew Stewart's the best circuit court judge in the state of Michigan. I learned from Scott Corner when he was a defense lawyer, and I watched him as an amazing prosecutor. Even when we banged heads, there's such just level professionalism, you know? But lately, as appreciative I am of Greg Giesen's research abilities and Melissa Beerworth keeping the court running and learning from Judge Stewart and Scott Corner outside of the court, where things seem different right now, you know? There's like this dark cloud, and it's frustrating. When I first came to Chi-Town, there was this feeling of community, this feeling of wholeness. You go to the Comstock, have dinner with your crew, laugh, post on Facebook, and then somehow along the way, things changed came like this theory of people trying to set you up and backstabbing and lying about you and those enjoyable rides they became somewhat exhausting like you felt so good and proud to be in the court but outside the court you always felt like it was a war zone for some reason what happened to Shiawassee? I can't express enough how the pulse of the people, it just changed. It is like, here's this amazing court, and here's this amazing level professionalism in the legal system. But outside of that, there is this level of social media drama like I have never seen. And guys, let me be real. I work in Detroit. I work in Ann Arbor. I'm in 17 counties. I have never seen more negative stuff on social media than I have in Shiawassee County, and that's sad to me. Look at all the brilliance there is in Shiawassee. You got the best circuit court. You got a great district court. You got a friend of the court that's looking to help people. But then, you have these, what I call, keyboard warriors. You have these people like D. Black, fake profiles. You got the Board of Commissioners looking more like a reality show. And I don't get it. Why is there not... I guess here's the best way to put it. Why can't we adopt what the court does into everyday society in Shiawassee? Look at the standard the circuit court has, and look at the drama outside of that circuit court. Why is there not enough unity in this community? I love Chi-Town. I think Chi-Town's helped me grow as a lawyer, and more importantly, grow as a person. And the people that I'm connected to in Shiawassee, the Mike McCotneys, the Joe Abaras, the Josh Champlines, Sue writes, I mean, these are the people to me that 
you know, they're friends for life, we're bonded. But then there's this deep-seated trauma. Fake profiles and lies and rumors and all sorts of other bullshit, which I just don't get. It's almost like a scene from Mean Girls. There's like this group of people that hate life. And their whole purpose is to try to destroy people. Making up lies. Where the f*** is the unity? Why are we not working as a team? Why aren't we working for the betterment of this community? Why? Why is there so much god division in Shiawassee County outside of the court system? Help me on that. I've experienced a few things the last month where I'm just sitting there like, wow. A lot of people with a lot of free time on their hands and not using it for productive reasons. And I'm sad as I'm saying this. The highlight of my week professionally when I'm in Shiawassee is going in that court. I don't stay in Shiawassee as much as I used to. I don't feel welcomed anymore. I feel like the county's taking a step back outside of the court. I just don't get it. How have things evolved into this situation? Why are we not working and bringing new income into the community? You know, my partner Matt and I, we talked about buying property in Shiawassee getting an office there, creating jobs there. And everywhere we turned, there was drama. People not wanting us to come in. People saying, no, we can't have that. What can't you have? Do you not want money coming into the community? Do you not want new ideas coming in? I don't understand. The reason why the 90-mile trip to the Shiawassee court always felt like a 10 minute drive is because I just felt like this is what the legal system is supposed to be. But the 90 mile drive outside of the court feels like the road to nowhere right now. When I'm leaving Chi-Town, I don't feel that welcoming feeling anymore. I don't, and you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I just, it changed. Just sad, man. The people that say they want to make changes in Shiawassee, tell me this, and this goes to my enemies, this goes to people that lied about me, people that told me, tell me what you, my enemies, want. Can we work as a team to fix it? Can we figure out a way to bring more money into the community? Can we figure out a way to bring new jobs in? Can we take a playbook from the circuit court and rub that brush across the whole county? What do my enemies want? Can we be a team? Or do you just want to sit there and throw stones behind fake profiles? I don't understand for the life of me how bringing money into a community is a bad thing. I don't understand why we don't want to change for the better. I'll always be eternally grateful for the cases I've taken in Chi-Town. And I will always do work in that court. And the people that are my friends in my inner circle, you guys will always be my friends in the inner circle. I guess what I'm saying is outside of that, what's the point of the drama? What's the point of not working to better the community? Why are the naysayers the naysayers? Why are we spending so much time trying to cause drama instead of trying to create jobs? Why? I need answers to that. It's never felt like work in Chi-Town. And before all this drama, I would say I viewed Chiawassee as a place to me that was more powerful 
than washable. And I'm so happy and so grateful to things I've learned in the court, the things I've learned from Scott Corner and Judge Stewart and that staff. But outside of that, it feels like it's a sad state of affairs right now. I don't think the people that are holding others down want what's best for Shiawassee County. I think they want what's best for their little bullshit agenda. And that is so tragic. There's more talent in Shiawassee County than there is in many metro communities. But sadly right now, guys, outside the court, the voices that are being heard or voices that are trying to silence talent, they're voices that don't care about progress. It's disheartening. It makes you think, why are we here? What's the point? I mean, in any community there's going to be division. Get that. But the level of deception, the effort put into holding others down, it's bullshit. To those enemies out there, I issue a challenge. Why don't we all move towards progress? Why don't we all grow the hell up? If you got an issue with me, tell me what it is. Let's talk about it. But to make stuff up online, to create deception, why? Believe me, I'm a pretty strong voice. I'll always overcome. But I'm going to get to the point when it's just like, well, I'm going to take cases there, but... Do I really want to be part of the drama? I don't understand what this drama is all about. Why are we working as a team? To me, with this amazing court system, can we find ways to create more jobs in this county, bring more money into this county, and have a better presence in this county? They're my three agendas. What's yours? I don't know. That dark cloud, man, it's looming. And it's sad. Because there's so much potential. But the loudest voices are not the ones that want to exploit the potential. They're the ones that want to destroy the potential. And guys, I'll be real, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Now... Here's where the other side of me is going to come out. And this has to do with some cases I'm working on right now. And this is not Shiawassee County, but it's time for criminal defendants that are falsely accused to go on the offensive. And here's what I mean by that. If you're falsely accused of a crime, <coughs> here's what you need to do. Here's your playbook. And criminal defense lawyers, pay careful attention. Because our firm's currently going to get involved in civil litigation that is a companion to criminal litigation. Number one, private polygraph. Somebody reputable. Somebody like an Andrew Longusky. Detective Andrew Longusky was head of the Michigan State Police Polygraph Unit, and it's very hard to pass this test. Take a test with Longusky. It's an easy test, but you pass that, you're showing your innocence. Number two, offer a private poly to the accuser. I'm so sick of people, especially in the Me Too movement, and those get involved in civil litigation, who want to cast lies, but won't take that. If you say you were the victim of a crime... Take a polygraph and prove it. Why are we taking someone's word on that? If the defendant should have to go through that dance, why shouldn't a complaining witness? Let's even the playing field. Number three, have a sexual evaluation done, especially in CSC cases. 
get a trained professional to say if you're a predator or not. Four and five is where things get interesting. And pay careful attention to certain people out there. Do not be afraid to civilly sue the prosecutor's office for malicious prosecution. It's a tough hurdle, but I am so sick of certain prosecuting offices that bring bullshit charges, that encourage liars, sue their ass. And the attorney general will try to protect them, but it's time to hold certain prosecutors accountable. If a prosecutor brings a case based upon media drama, you need to call their ass out for it. And by the way, there's a couple cases we're about to do that. So tune in on that one. And finally, bring civil litigation against the complaining witness. I'm so sick of us believing alleged victims at their word. How many times are we going to allow a criminal defendant to be falsely accused of something? They got to fight back. They got to sue for defamation. They have to stand strong. Bring the defamation suit. Try to get criminal charges pressed against the accuser who may be falsely accusing you. Fight back. Guys, it's time to put the offense in defense. It's time for defense lawyers to do something cutting edge. And this is the deal. And I'm going to quote Moneyball. The first one through the wall always has blood on their nose. I'm going through the goddamn wall. It's going to be my mission. I don't care how much money we make or don't make on it. That when I see a frivolous allegation, I'm not only going to defend the party on the defense front. I'm going to turn that defendant into a civil plaintiff. It's time to raise some hell. It's time to fight back. It's time to get off our ass and just accepting the consequences of the powers that be and show the powers that be they're in for a god war. In for a god war. You lie about my client, I'm going to hang you. I'm going to make your life a living hell in the legal system. And that's not a threat. That's a promise. I'm Bill Amadeo. I approve this. The Jail Visit with Attorney Bill Amadeo from McManus and Amadeo. Connect with McManus and Amadeo at McManusAmadeo.com or call 800-392-7311. This is The Jail Visit on Shiawassee Radio. I found several social media comments about cases I'm on and things on YouTube. And I want to respond to these comments. And let me start with this. Now, maybe 5 to 10% of these people actually have a vendetta against me. A lot of these are weirdos that are, like, living in their house, um, not able to really understand life. Like, really strange people with fake IDs and fake names, I should say. Like, Dragon Master 21 talking shit. Who the hell's Dragon Master 21? What really frustrates me, though, is some of these comments, my partner Matt McMahon actually likes them on social media. And I said to Matt, why are you liking these comments? He goes, well, there's some good stuff. All right. Comment number one. This was on YouTube. That bald bastard. As much money as he makes, he can't afford a good toupee. All right, let's, let's go with the hair thing. Going at the hair. Let me tell you a story how I found out I was going bald. I was 15 years old. And I was playing outfield on a travel baseball team. And I ran a mile. I was playing left field. I made this diving catch and my hat came off. And I held the ball up with pride. And the, there were people in the stands saying, oh my god. And I thought they were like really impressed with my catch. So he's going bald. And I was like, holy so let me be clear to comment number one about the bald bastard thing. Everybody knows I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Love Seinfeld. And when George went to get a toupee, 
We'll throw the clip up later. There was a guy there with horrible toupee hair. And it just didn't work for George. George had like this crazy amount of confidence for a while. Then Elaine ripped the toupee off his head. The Seinfeld clip has kept me away from the toupee. And that clip was on at a very young age. I kind of embrace the bald look. I like it. I'm running with it. I just started to own it at a young age. And for somebody on social media to make that comment under a fake profile name. Wouldn't it be funny if they were actually bald themselves? Comment two, YouTube. Get him a drink, exclamation point. He must be drunk. You know, it's funny. I don't drink. Um, I'll tell you a story about this, though. It's funny, because I've been accused of being drunk before, and this is all natural. I was hanging with a few friends in Jersey, and uh, we met this group of girls. And they were all drunk except for me. And I... One of the girls came up to me. She goes, you know, you're so funny. She goes, you're one of the funniest drunks I've ever met in my life. She goes, and you can't believe how much you are drinking. Well, I was drinking like ginger ale and throwing it back. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand. So the first two comments are about me being bald and about me being drunk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the hell? Number three. Why does he have to wear a hoodie when he does his lives? Well, this is a Facebook comment, obviously, from a fake profile. Maybe it's one of D Black's alter egos. Maybe it's Brian Boggs. Should I put a bow tie on or something? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. I like the hoodie. And tonight, I just wore a Marilyn Terrapin shirt because I was like, you know what? You want to talk about the hoodie? I'm going no hoodie tonight. I thought going one of two ways. Do I put two hoodies on to really stick it up their ass? Or do I not go any hoodie at all? <laughs> I know. It's warm in here. It's cold outside. I don't know. The hoodie was an issue. All right. Fourth comment. YouTube. Oh, damn! Exclamation points. I bet he failed the bar the first time. Three exclamation points. He tried to protect his client. Three exclamation points. L-O-L-O-L-O-L. Well, you'll find this hard to believe. I actually didn't fail the bar. I mean, this is a shock to many people, but I actually enjoyed bar prep. Um, licensed in several different jurisdictions, believe it or not. And I actually passed character and fitness in each one of them because I learned that in PR, you learn about the rules of conflict and when you can do things and when you can't do things. So, that always helped me. Um, I passed the Jersey bar, I passed the Michigan bar, and I was in Cali for a while. You guys know these stories. Oh, snap! Exclamation points for... He didn't say anything when the reporter said that was his job. Exclamation points. Ha ha ha, you rule, reporter. Alright, so, let me tell you. <clears throat> I know what you're talking about. I actually said to that reporter, what do you have, a slow news day? And they cut that off. That really pisses me off. I cannot stand it when the media takes me out of context. I told the guy off. Now you got some moron on YouTube living in his mother's basement, drinking coffee with a fork, who's trying to talk about me. Comment five. You a fool! Exclamation point five. Well, thank you for that comment. I am not a fool. We'll move on. He's friends with that district court judge, and that's why that judge never sends his people to prison, exclamation point. So, let me help you out here. I don't know which district court judge you're referring to, but you do understand a district court judge cannot send anybody to prison. Their jurisdiction is limited. So even if I was friends with a district court judge, that is not the reason why him or her would not be sending somebody to prison. The most they can do is a one-year jail cap. So, you see, 
circuit court is where felonies go. District court is misdemeanors and preliminary exams. Um, I'm glad we settled this. So, Lion Master 12. That's, um, you got your facts wrong. But, you know, I don't need to give you a criminal procedure lesson. I'm sure you're doing very well in life. Next comment. Ha, 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 ha. He pled his client to HYTA. The other lawyer got their client only four years in prison. HYTA, ha, 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 with a 20-year felony. What an idiot. Man. Is this person a professor at Cooley? <laughs> or a... Never mind. I was going to say... All right, listen. Maybe a research and writing professor. Haida <laughs> is the Home Useful Training Act. And I know the case you're referring to. And when I got that individual a 20-year felony with Haida, they got probation, as opposed to the other lawyer that got the person four years in prison. So Haida actually kept off the record and kept them from jail and prison. So ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Thank you for that. Next comment. Sounds like he went to Cooley! Exclamation points. Well, I did go to Cooley. Um, I'll tell you a great Cooley story, guys. I could have transferred anywhere in the world. And I stayed at Cooley because I was told we protect our own. Years later... Cooley would not give me a $15 an hour job in the registrar's office when I was broke. Now Cooley is begging me for $15 donations. <laughs> All right. Next. Oh, he's so cool with his Jersey accent, exclamation point four, ass, exclamation point four. I don't know, man. I mean, they're making fun of my talk, my hair. This is messed up. I do have a Jersey accent. And I kept the jersey number. <laughs> oh, exactly. Guys, just hurtful. Next. He's protecting people charged with crimes! Exclamation points. What an ass. So, um, listen. As a criminal defense lawyer, the job description is to try to protect those charged with crimes, so. Sorry. West Helm 12. Next, I went to law school with him, a true piece of sh Well, I don't know who this is, but obviously that Cooley degree is working well for you if you got that much free time. If they got it. So, yes, I... Next comment. Trump supporter! Exclamation point. Well, I can't believe... That prosecutors are chiming in on this. Okay, first of all, I'm not a Trump supporter. But Trump did tell me to go to law school. I understand. There's always these views. I don't understand this. Like, I, everybody knows I'm too conservative for Ann Arbor and too liberal for Shiawassee. I don't fit in anywhere, so I fit in everywhere. My God. I'm not a Trump supporter. He didn't tell me to go to law school, so... Blame Trump for those not guilty verdicts. Jesus. He talks about U of M! Exclamation point for good luck ever becoming a judge. Ha ha ha. Well. Matt may become a judge. I don't want to take a pay cut. So, what do you got? Don't ever contact me again, Amadeo. Who, who is this? So I, I, I guess I won't contact you. Um, I'll tell you one thing, and I, I want to say something to somebody that's tuning in right now, who talked a lot of one of my clients. He went on and on like a little social media tirade with his whiny little commentaries, and then when I contacted him, please don't ever contact me again. God. Why is it about keyboard warriors? Most of these people wouldn't say this to your face, you know? I could talk about your client. 
But if you say something to me, I'm gonna go tell the police you're stalking me. No, dude, I just comment it. Do you wanna have a discussion? I mean, when did people lose their balls? Are there any, like, real men out there right now? Jesus. I know. The old-fashioned telephone tough guy. Good God. You know, I gotta tell you. When somebody makes a fake profile or talks about you on Facebook, I don't know. It's just, I'm flattered that I'm not important to you people. You know, I really am. I mean, these poor idiots. Like I said, I mean... For all I know, it's possibly one guy <laughs> just keeps making fake profiles. I would appreciate if Matt McMahon did not like some of these comments. I understand. I understand. Oh, man. It's tough. Well, my bull that Jersey speaking ass is going to call it a night. I appreciate um the comments and the free press and I only picked 14. I mean we could have been here all night with some of this stuff, but these were good. These were good, especially you fool. The proceeding was a paid presentation by McManus and Amadeo PLLC. Listeners of this program should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. No listener should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information within this program without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation. Listening to this program using any associated website or related links or resources does not create an attorney-client relationship between the listener and host, contributors, or contributing law firms. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this program are hereby expressly disclaimed. You and your loved ones deserve a criminal defense firm that believes that your life and freedom are worth fighting for. Matt McManus, Bill Amadeo, and the McManus and Amadeo team of attorneys, investigators, and case managers will take the lead with a vast knowledge and legal experience across the state of Michigan to get the best possible result for you. Learn more at McManusAmadeo.com. Schedule a free consultation 24-7 by calling 800-392-7311.